Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. War Eagle Auburn fans, welcome to Hitchcock Heckless, your source for Auburn baseball news and discussion. Part of the E2C Network, a family of podcasts discussing Auburn athletics. Brought to you by the Auburn Baptist Campus Ministries, serving Auburn students since 1961, and the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com. I'm Chandler, this is my co-host Clint, and uh, we're ready to talk some Auburn baseball. What do you think? Well, it's a good, uh, pretty good weekend taking two out of three from, uh, I think they were the number six team in the country. Yeah, we just took that away from them because now Auburn's number six. That's true. We're actually, That's right. we're number three in the yeah. highest poll. I think we're between we're, three and nine. I was looking at uh, Kevin Ives at AUPPL on Twitter. Um, he's a good Auburn baseball follow. I was looking at his little infographic that he makes today. We are as high as number two in the collegiate baseball two. collegiate baseball newspaper, and as low as number nine in uh, in I th- think it's Baseball America. So we're number oh, wow. two in the collegiate baseball newspaper, and then <laughs> number nine in two of them. We're as low number nine in D one and number nine in Perfect Game. I I saw the highest I saw was yeah that's a three dude. Oh well, <laughs> so we're as high as number three and as low as number nine. So that's that's well, pretty good. That's not bad. I mean, I would have preferred number two, but my dyslexia um, caught me. Uh, it's not dyslexia, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, we got a we had a big week of uh, baseball uh, starting uh, Wednesday night versus Memphis. Uh, We've already recapped the Tuesday, the last Tuesday game versus Georgia Tech. We won twelve to seven, but we'll advance on with uh, Wednesday's game versus Memphis. Um, the Tigers got the five to four win. They're both the Tigers. Uh, well, the Auburn Tigers got the five to four win, and uh, <laughs> we had to come back a little uh, during this game uh, because I'm pretty sure Memphis got up four to one uh, in the seventh inning. And but thankfully, uh, the bottom of the seventh, the ti- the Auburn the Auburn Tigers bat started coming alive. Yeah, you know this Memphis team is 
after this game now sits in 11, but they played Auburn as well as anybody. Um, you know, Auburn pitching wasn't very good to start and finished a lot better. And like you said, the bats just came hot towards the end of the game. And, you know, that's, that's kind of this team's MO right now of we're not going to give up. We're going to play these really tight games and more than likely we're going to win. I mean, we'll, we'll yeah. talk about it more, but you know, I, Watching the Texas A&M games on TV over the weekend, they put up these amazing stats that Auburn has outscored opponents like 75 to 6 or something like that yeah. in the 7th and 8th innings combined the entire season. That, that's ridiculous. For for Auburn, that's even more crazy because it was just a couple of years ago that this team was playing small ball and collapsing. collapsing and, 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 and that's just such a... It's testament. always been a weakness for Auburn baseball, it seems, but it's such a testament to this team. That's a testament to Butch Thompson and how and what he's done with this team. But uh, going on with the Wednesday game, Ryan Watson got the midweek start, went three and a third, gave up three earned <coughs> runs. Um, he struggled. Um, Our midweek guys are struggling. It's and just, I don't know. Nothing new there. And I was talking to uh, one of the coaches at the Georgia Tech game yesterday, and um, he he tends to think that Ryan is going to be a way better away game starter for some reason. That's an interesting. Um, I don't know transition. why transition, but he he just and I think it's, it's true. He tends to struggle at home for the most part, and um, but we'll, it'll be interesting to see how Butch <laughs> utilizes him the rest of the season. But then Blake Scalacci came in, went an inning and two thirds, no earned runs. Corey Herndon, two innings, one earned run. And then my man. Your man? And your man. <laughs> Welby Malashevsky. Um, I don't know how to pronounce that. Malashevsky. Yeah. That's very easy. Malashevsky? Or Malashevsky? Okay, okay we're not letting you do that anymore. Welby. <laughs> Welby. Welby went two innings, no earned runs. And had four strikeouts. Gosh. What a what a what a performance out of him! <clears throat> yeah, and you know he he had a very strong week, period. And you and I have talked about him on this show a couple of times. Struggled a lot. The very few chances he got to play last year's freshman season, yeah. we were hoping we'd see a lot better performance out of him this year. And he's and so far kind of gone back and forth a little bit. You know, a lot better than bad. But just this past week, something caught a fire in him, and he's just performed so well and honestly so much better than I thought he would. And he's becoming a really respectable arm that you can rely on out of the bullpen. Yeah. Um, But a good, solid pitching performance. Um, From the Auburn Bats, we had Edward Julian went uh, 2-4, and... Uh, JSDs went one of three with a uh, uh, a key run, but um, it was just a, an overall good, solid midweek win um, that the Tigers really needed because if you drop to a six and eleven, six and twelve Memphis team, that that's kind of an RPI killer. Yeah, they're um, they're not going to do a lot the rest of the season unless they just catch fire to yeah. improve. So, Auburn's RPI rating. So that was a that was a key win uh, to get and uh, establish an eighteen and one 
or uh, excuse me, a seventeen and one record. Um, but we'll uh, let's move on to the weekend. Uh, neither of us were you at the Sunday game. I was not. So neither of us made a game this weekend. Yeah, and it's the SEC opener. Yeah, I'm and sure. the home opener and Texas A and M and. Well, I had a good excuse. I was supporting the basketball team in San Diego, but I was. I heard you were at some wedding stuff or something. Wedding? What, no. what were you at? <laughs> I was with the girlfriend's family. <laughs> oh, lame excuse. <laughs> Sports come before girls. Wow. S- silly you. You should know that. That that exactly is that why po- you are that's, single. That's possibly why I'm single, and he has a and Clint has a girlfriend. Yes, but. Anyways. You're going to be single a long time after this one comes out. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, Friday we got we uh, kicked off the SEC series or the SEC season with Texas A&M welcoming them to Plainsman Park. Uh, they were the number six team in the nation. Uh, they came in and well, Clint, we became the number six team in the nation in a few of the polls, so we kind of took their spot. Yeah, we really um, did, and we have a couple of guys to, to thank for that, but I think none more so than Casey the Mize. star of this team. Casey Mize. Number 32. Tossed seven and a third, allowed one run on five hits, no walks, and uh, this kind of small stat, uh, 13 strikeouts. Which, as you recall... What two weeks ago now, when he had his complete, he when his no hitter, game, no hitter had with thirteen, 13 strikeouts. strikeouts, which was a career high. So, now he's tied it two out of three so weeks. That's, that's twenty six strikeouts in his last two starts. No, in two of his last three starts. Uh, is it? Is Did it, he have a? I don't think he had a start it in between. No, Northeastern was last Friday, and then A yeah. and M was this Friday. Yeah, yeah. 20, so, 26 26 strikeouts in his last two starts. That's that is insane. not bad, <laughs> um, but um, that was and then Calvin Coker came in for the last inning and two thirds and shut him down like usual, um, and so that was that. I mean, that's I think that's going to be pretty much our Friday night duo right yeah. there. Um, if if Casey can't go all the way, then I think Calvin's going to come in and finish it off most Friday night. Do you think we're going to see Casey Mize? Pitch eight plus innings the rest of the season, or do you think we're going to try and keep them at that I seven, think, seven and some odd? I don't think it's a inning count. I think it's I think Butch is trying to keep him right at a hundred pitches per game, uh, per start. He had I'm pretty sure ninety five or ninety eight in this start. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, so I mean you can't you can't really ask anything more. Um, if he can go nine full innings on less than a hundred pitches, have at it, Casey. But I think I think that wow. I think Casey's going to be, you know, he's definitely going to be the workhorse. They're not going to overwork him like they did last year a little bit because we've got such great bullpen arms and being able to rely on Coker has been yeah. a really big asset this year. Yeah. Um, for the the Tigers bats Friday night. They didn't. We did not have much offense, um, but thankfully uh, we 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 were disciplined at the plate. Um, JSDs earned two walks. Edward Julian earned two walks. Um, Connor Davis with one, and Stephen Williams with one. But um, and that's how we pretty much got on base. Beside 
there was only one player on the team Friday night that got a hit. That got a hit, and he got two of them. Luke Luke Jarvis went two of four, um, but he was the only player to get a hit on Friday night, and that's a pretty amazing stat. <clears throat> yeah, and um, Luke was one of four guys to actually come around and score, but Stephen Williams actually has two RBI in that, and Will Holland probably, also has another yeah, one. Yeah, I'm guessing that's just sack flies or um, something <clears throat> of that nature. So it's it's not all about your batting average and that's right. and all that kind of stuff as long as you can run in the win that's right. and the runs. But um, good outing by Casey and good win for the Tigers. Hey, and also... Auburn broke out those throwback uniforms again. Did they? they? The old cream ones? The old cream ones. I didn't think we'd see them this season. I like them. Um, I like the move. But uh, Saturday, we uh, faced off against A&M again. Oh, shocker. Uh, <laughs> 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 Ha-ha, you're so funny. <laughs> but, so, uh, we, with the 18-1 start, we uh, faced off uh, A&M. Again. And, Again, and uh, but we struggled for the first seven innings. Um, I don't know what it was. I mean, it's probably. I mean, I know it's a testament to their starter. Um, has to be, but that eighth inning, those bats, they kind of came alive, didn't they? <clears throat> yeah, you know, I'm watching this game on my computer, and it just doesn't seem like it's going to go our way, and it just. Auburn keeps fighting, keeping it close, um, and then just all of a sudden, eight runs in the eighth inning, capped off by a Stephen Williams grand slam. Grand salami. And, you know, just the floodgates opened. And yep. and well, when, they, when they're open, it seems like a lot of good things happen for Auburn. Let me tell you my Saturday story. I was at oh boy. the San Diego Zoo, and I saw that bases were loaded. And then Stephen Williams hit that grand slam, and I kind of let out a shriek, and I scared the pandas. I swear, <laughs> the pandas they they looked at me like this dude crazy. Can't the panda the pandas were right? <laughs> yep. Um. They yeah they're not wrong. But uh, great great offensive performance uh, by the Tigers, uh, tacking all, tacking up eleven runs. Um, we had eleven hits as well, um, but we got the eleven to five victory. Uh, Will Holland's opposite field home run uh, got the Tigers going, but um, Daniel da- or Daniel Davis, <laughs> Davis Daniel went four and two thirds, uh, one earned run, had five Ks, but struggled to find the zone, giving up four walks. Um, but it's that's more enc- it's a more encouraging start than we've seen from Davis. Wouldn't you agree with that? Yeah, I, mean, I would say so. Um, you know, watching it, it it's so hard to judge Davis just because he's not Casey, he's not Keegan Thompson, he's he's Davis Daniel, and he's got his own style of play. And you know, to to come in and play against Texas A and M, one of the top teams in the entire country, you know, I it's easy to say he did good enough now with how the bats performed later in the game. But, you know, he he got himself into some jams, and he got himself out of those jams, and that's been his strength so far this season. But I think it's probably going to catch up to him at some point, and I really hope he can finally 
you know, not allow so many runners on base at some point. You make a good point there. Um, if if we had lost the game, would I be saying that Davis Daniel had a, <coughs> had a better start? That's, I mean, that's a valid point. But after Davis, Elliot Anderson came in for an inning, gave up one earned run, and then my man Welby again, <laughs> three and a third, no earned runs, four Ks. Um, I mean, you can't say enough about how big Welby stepped up this week. Uh, I thought you were going to say how big he is. Like, yeah, he is a big he's guy. He's a big man, too. Uh, but, he's about six, five, six, 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 seven. So that's out of two games so far this week, with still two more to, to discuss. Yes. Yeah, five, five, five and a third, third with no one run, run and, oh, yeah, one run. and seven strikeouts. That's. That's impressive. For this kid, that's really good. That's as impressive. That's about as impressive as it impressive as it get. Wait, seven. I thought he had four strikeouts the other night, and then he had four on. Uh, okay, he had eight. My bad. Four on Saturday. I miscounted. Sumo so Chandler. yeah, Clint can't do math, but um, but he uh, racked up eight strikeouts in five and a third innings, and that's not ever bad. But um, and we still get to see him later this week. That's right. But uh, we'll move on to Sunday. Sunday was a, a tough loss for the Tigers, um, giving us our second loss on the on the year, uh, making us nineteen and two. Um, but Stephen Williams uh, sent a ball over the right, uh, the right, the wall in right center field uh, for his for the second straight day, and it was a bomb yeah. too. I w- I was watching that one on the plane. Um, to get, got the Tigers started off big, but uh, that was about all the, the all the offense we saw pretty much. I mean, yeah, we saw a few more hits. Uh, Josh Anthony went two of four, um, but and then yeah, Will Holland and then Steve yeah Will Holland went one of three, but that was those four were the only hits that I see on that stat line. Yeah, and you know it was just one of those games where just couldn't get things going for the offense if we got a guy on base it was with two outs and granted Auburn's done really well with two outs and a runner on so far this season but this this just wasn't it uh A&M's pitcher just did what he needed to do Auburn's pitching staff really struggled against the bats this time and um you know Tanner Burns got the start and went five full innings and Five hits, three runs, four strikeouts, um, walked three guys. Auburn just gave a lot of free passes to these guys, yeah. and and it came back to hurt them. And, you know, Tan- Tanner actually had a little bit of controversy during the game. You know, we've I've talked about it, I know, at the games themselves, but Tanner's got this really interesting move where he kind of pauses yeah. his front foot yep. just to throw off his timing and the batter's timing a little bit, and actually got called for a balk at one point and really confusing situation. And thankfully Andy Burcham and the um, Auburn broadcast team were on top of what was going on. So that made it a lot easier to decipher. Yeah. If we were actually at the game, we'd be we, completely lost. Because we, uh, because yeah, we don't have the, the pleasure of listening to the radio and talking to other people. And a, it must've been an egregious move by Tanner that actually got the call because Andy went on to explain that Butch and the Auburn coaching staff actually went to the SEC and ultimately the 
NCAA rules committee to confirm that this move is legal and they can use this with Tanner. So, you yeah. know, maybe maybe there's just some little idiosyncrasies that need to be worked out and that, you know, we won't have this issue going forward. Yeah. But after Tanner, Calvin Coker came in for four innings, um, gave up two runs. Not but, his best outing. But had five strikeouts. Um, not his best, but, I mean... If that's it's, not his best, yeah, I'm we'll okay. take it. We'll take it every day. Calvin doesn't really go for innings very often, and that's right. Um, another interesting tidbit from listening to the radio this time is that Calvin actually thinks that he does better when he doesn't get a lot of rest. I agree. With Apparently, that. when he's not well rested, his sinker moves a lot more we, than when he gets a lot of rest. And I think that's really interesting. I'm pretty sure we talked about this last season in an episode. It seems like the more Calvin pitches, and the, I guess you would say the more tired his arm is, the better his pitching is. I mean, like, the more movement he has and the more deception he uh, produces. And, I mean, that's strange, but... Uh, it's a good strange, but whatever works for a pitcher. That's right. And you know, working working to that strength is you know what has gotten Butch Thompson through right. so many years as a pitching coach. But let's move on to uh, Tuesday's game versus Georgia Tech. You actually made that trip, didn't you? I did. Uh, I made the trip last year, and and it, I know you had to sit through some rain. Yes. We had we had a storm actually basically hit campus right as the final out was recorded but that's a that's an interesting stadium it's a little different it's not not near as big as i thought it would be Um, and if you wanted to you could walk right into the to the auburn dugout yes that's also true uh can get autographs the entire game where there's nothing to prevent you from the dugout um, because I saw multiple kid, little kids come up during the game asking for autographs, and thankfully they had a like a police officer standing near there, okay. and he kind of told the kids to move on, but they could come back after the game. You don't want to get you don't want to put the players in that awkward situation yeah. of but, can't really help the little kid, but coaches said we can't. Yeah, but um, it's a. It's a pretty stadium. Um, nice, nice um, view of the city. Some Atlanta skyline. Yep. It's a, it's a really pretty area. But it's right there, like like you said, it's right there in the middle of the city. You're right on the interstate. You're yes, about you two blocks away from what I seventy. I don't know what it is. You but, know, you. Why did I ask you? I mean, but uh, but yeah, it's right there in the middle of the city, and it was a pretty stadium, but. Not a pretty performance no. from the Auburn Tigers. And, you know, Jack Owens actually got the start, went three and a third, gave up nine hits. And six earned runs. And six runs, only striking out three and walking two of them. Yeah. And, you know, we've, we've kind of raved on him. He's done really well in I the think... few relief efforts that he's given. This is his first start of the year in his career as a freshman, so maybe not the right place to put him in the lineup maybe he'll get adjusted to it but you know just georgia tech was ready to to get revenge over their loss to auburn last week yeah they uh georgia tech you gotta give you gotta tape your uh ball cap to them they came out ready to play um there's no question about it um their bats were early on 
firing and um, they looked ready ready to play. I mean, it was at their home field, but um, you can't say enough about how well uh, Tech performed. Um, but Elliot Anderson came in for two innings, gave up no runs. Ryan Watson for an inning and two-thirds, gave up no runs. And then Corey Herndon came in in the uh, ninth and uh, gave up no runs. But uh, an overall good, solid performance out of the Tigers. Uh, my bad. Corey Herndon came in in the eighth and gave up no runs. Auburn <coughs> did not get the opportunity to pitch in the ninth because we were behind. Um, that's never good when you're, on, when you're on the road and you don't get a chance to pitch in the ninth. That means you lost. Yeah. But, but uh, you know, it was you saw a lot of fight out of this team once again. That's right. Nothing going in the first seven innings. Score three in the eighth. And I mean, Auburn had chances. Auburn left a lot of players on base. Did. And we left a just lot. didn't come through in those situations. And, you know, I, I always love Coach Thompson's mentality. You learn from a game whether you win or you lose. And that's exactly what he said after this game. So, I don't expect to see Auburn repeat this kind of performance. Auburn's going to be able to push through those and not give up five runs in the fourth and not leave the bases loaded two or three times. Yeah. Um, But it was a good trip, Um, good trip to Atlanta, and um, uh, just an overall, just kind of a, a bad day for baseball. I mean, like, the weather wasn't good. It was, I think it was like 46 degrees and probably, no. I think 20 to 25 mile per hour winds the entire game. Not surprised. Plus it was raining the first four, the first four inning. And I think it was one point in the third inning, it started ra- coming down and it was raining sideways in the outfield. You, you could see it on TV. And I mean, and that pretty much describes how that game went for, for us. You go from San Diego one weekend yeah. and two days later you're in I went, I went Atlanta. from San Diego with it being set about 70, 72 and sunny uh, all four or five days we were there to being in Atlanta, 46 degrees, 25 mile per hour winds and raining. Sounds so pretty natural to me. That was... Welcome to weather in the south. That's right. Um <laughs> Some days it's very good, and some days it's not. But uh, let's move on um, to this upcoming weekend. Uh, we are traveling up to Lexington, Lexington, Kentucky, to take on the Kentucky Wildcats. Uh, they sit at 15-6 and six on the season. Um, they, have a win, they have two wins over a top-10 ball club in Texas Tech, um, and then this opening weekend of SEC play, let me tell you, they got hit. Yeah, Arkansas. Like they got destroyed. <laughs> Arkansas swept Kentucky. Let's see. 16 to 9, 14 to 2, 9 to 4. 39 runs in three games. I'm so glad that you could do the math that I couldn't. 39 runs. That's 13 <laughs> runs a game, and that is not good. No. You usually don't win when you give up thirteen average thirteen runs a game. Well, and to twist that around, their midweek game Tuesday was at Xavier in Cincinnati, and they they won that game twenty to four. Kind of looks like the Auburn softball games. Yeah, but 
they it looks like they've got a you know a good opportunity to put up a lot of runs but they'll also allow a lot of runs. Yep. So I and think I think that I think that bodes really well, well for Auburn. Auburn. That's encouraging. Um but and like you see right there on February 20th, they they played Xavier at home and they lost 2 to 3, but they came out this past Tuesday and put up 20 on Xavier. Yeah. So I think it just depends. You don't know what you're going to get out of this Kentucky ball club. Um but well, it'll be uh, fun to travel up there, and I don't know if you've heard if you've heard this. Are you going? I'm not. Okay. Uh, I've got other other plans. You made it sound like you were going. But I don't know if you know, but it is supposed to be snowing all three days there. <laughs> so that Man, you know, some of the guys on Auburn's team, minus Edward Julian, have probably never seen snow. Yeah, especially in the. Yeah. You know, the amount that places like Kentucky can get. So this um, this may be a uh, eye-opening weekend for the Tigers. Um, but hopefully they come ready to play. And, um, well, I'm looking forward to watching those games. But um, I think it's time to get on to our players of the week. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, this is honestly, I'll, this is probably our I'll, favorite time because yes. we, we fight back and forth on these. I will go first because mine's not, not very surprising. Oh, is it also because I took your first choice? Maybe. Uh, you did. You took my first choice. And, and for you to settle for this guy is really sad for just, you, I, and I feel so bad. I had to settle for Casey Mize. Only, only seven and a third, 13 strikeouts. World's smallest violin or something. Kyle, can you put that in here? <laughs> <laughs> but um, just another, well, I think we, we take advantage and uh, or we take granted, for granted what Casey Mize is doing. I mean, because last weekend uh, he threw a no-hitter with uh, 13 strikeouts. Yeah, and and then this weekend he comes and throws seven and a third with thirteen strikeouts. And I've been looking at uh, some recent MLB draft boards. He's still up there, number one. Casey probably. Mize is number one on four out of the five draft boards I looked at. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that would be a first for Auburn baseball. Oh, definitely. So definitely would be. Auburn's had some high draft picks, but. I, I think the highest right now is probably fifth or sixth. Yeah, but um, so, but but hey, Casey's a good pick. Casey, congrats. Casey's my pick, but I wanted to go with Clint's guy, but we can't share the same players. Yeah, that's um, that's Clint a rule we put rule. in. I, I think you made that rule. I made that rule. But the guy that we both wanted and that I got this time because you took Casey last time first is. Welby, Welby Malszewski, coming in and just five and a third inning, um, eight strikeouts, one run, just came in and did what Auburn expected him to do. And just to see his growth from last year to this year is really impressive and encouraging and you know, I'm just excited to see what else he's going to do because we, we're really going to need some strong arms out of the bullpen. And, you know, he might get a start midweek. Yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, we're still kind of looking for that midweek starter. We are. And he may be a good option. You never know. 
but that'll be uh, interesting to see, no doubt, and heck of a heck of a performance that will be. But uh, that'll do it for this week um, of Auburn baseball. Um, I'm Chandler. This is Clint, and uh, it's been fun. War Eagle. War Eagle. That's going to do it for this episode on the E2C Network. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune into our show. A couple reminders for you listeners before we head out today. If you're interested in joining the E2C Network team, make sure you give us an email at e2cnetwork at gmail.com, and we'd be happy to discuss that with you. Also, make sure you're checking out the variety of episodes on our podcast we have coming out each week, as well as our blog post on e2cnetwork.com. Specifically, make sure you're checking out Facebook Live sessions that we have called E2C Live and Auburn Fan Chat, where you, the listener, can get involved in the show and have your voice heard. If you're interested in connecting with us and giving us feedback, there are a variety of ways to do that. First, go online to iTunes and SoundCloud and Google Play. Please subscribe there and give us reviews there as well. It helps spread the show and lets us know how we're doing. If you're looking to find us on social media, you can do so at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and even YouTube. Just type in E2C Network, and that'll get you there. Once again, our email is E2Cnetwork at gmail.com and our website, E2Cnetwork.com. And I want to thank the Auburn BCM and the Auburn Uniform Database once again, and thank you, the listeners, for tuning in each and every week. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle.